guys, welcome to Courageous Wellness. My name is Erica Stein. And I'm Ellie French. And this is a podcast about individual journeys toward wellness and how to navigate it all. We were inspired to learn about the journeys of normal people from all walks of life that have combined all types of practices, from physical to emotional to spiritual, to figure out what wellness means to them and what works for them. We aren't doctors or experts, just average ladies figuring out how to live our best lives while tackling topics all across the wellness spectrum. It takes courage to share these journeys, and by talking about them and sharing personal stories of real people, we aim to destigmatize the process. Join us as we in our community share our courageous wellness. Hi guys, today on the podcast, our guest is Billy Bosch, the CEO of Iconic Protein. When Billy was only 27, he sought out a radical lifestyle transformation after he found himself riddled with ailments, brain fog, high cholesterol, and acid reflux. He decided to work with a local sports and lifestyle nutritionist who helped him clean up his diet and remedy his symptoms through proper nutrition. With his new healthier lifestyle, he wanted to incorporate convenient protein drinks back into his routine, but realized they were full of added sugars, fillers, chemicals, and artificial ingredients. He saw a hole in the market and decided to solve the problem himself with the help of his trusted RD, Molly Kimball, and from there, Iconic was born. On this episode, we hear about Iconic's development from its early days in an incubator program in New Orleans to its current distribution in 5,000 stores nationwide. We learn about how they source clean and natural ingredients, even if it means sourcing internationally. And yes, we have a thorough conversation about the dreaded D word dairy. Iconic really prides itself on creating a delicious, convenient product with zero gluten, lactose, soy, carrageenan, GMOs, or BPAs, completely free from toxins and antibiotics. We had a lot of fun recording with Billy and even do a live taste of Iconic's brand new delicious flavor during the episode. Also, Iconic has gifted all our listeners a discount code. Please use Courageous15 for 15% off your order on their website, drinkiconic.com. It will also be linked in our show notes. Please enjoy the episode. So welcome, Billy. Thank you for joining us today. Thank you for having me. Um, to get started, can we hear a little bit about your personal journey into, I know it's like a broad way of saying it, but into wellness, you know, what you went through in your 20s specifically? Yeah, great question. Uh, for me, it started uh, when I got out of college. A lot of people may be able to empathize with this where, you know, you're in college and you're just eating whatever's cheap and fast mm-hmm. and whatever's available. Maybe get a home-cooked meal every now and then you get out of college and go get a, a real job mm-hmm. and go into the real world. And then you figure out, okay, I can spend my own money on things. Uh, but, you know, a lot of those people are busy as well. And for me, I was in a position where I was traveling a lot. And so it came down to what's fast and easy. It's, it's look, a lot of fast food, uh, a lot of restaurant food, a lot of airport food. Mm-hmm. And what I found is that uh, even though I was working out on a regular basis and I thought, look, if I work out, I'm in my 20s. I'm invincible. Everybody feels that, right? Yeah. And, you know, I went to go get an annual checkup and they say, hey, listen, uh, just so you know, you have pretty high cholesterol. <laughs> like the cholesterol of like a 50-year-old person. So, wow. And I'm thinking like, what do you mean? How? Yeah. And they say, well, let's talk about your diet. And I tell them when I'm eating and they say, okay, we understand that you work out, but that doesn't offset what you're eating. Right. 
But the good news is there's a pill for that. So here you go. Here's a prescription. Take these pills every day and you'll be fine. Mm. And I thought that seems kind of crazy. Yeah. Yeah. God, I hear how like that, that little snippet of your story is so common. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Which is so sad. Yeah. I mean, you're so young. Oh yeah. 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 And I can relate to it too. I'm like, oh yeah, I've been told that, you know? So Yeah. yeah. So what did they tell you to do? Yeah, so I mean, it was it was look, it was high cholesterol, mm-hmm. it was you know acid reflux, things like that that come with eating pretty a pretty poor diet, and you know after being told, hey, go take a pill every day, I thought, you know, what if the problem, which is food, could actually be the solution, mm-hmm. and and so I you know I went to a dietitian who says, hey, listen, don't worry about that, don't worry about the pills. If you clean up your diet, this will all go away. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I thought, okay, this sounds interesting. And that really spurred uh, an education process about what goes into your body and really what fills you up in a healthy way. Mm -hmm. And there are two fundamental building blocks of filling people up, and it's protein and fiber. Mm -hmm. And I always thought protein drinks are just for working out. And a lot of people have that misconception. Mm-hmm. But protein is, is really, what when you think about filling meals, it's it's protein and, and carbs. And carbs are kind of, you know, the bad guy in a certain way in some of this, if you just look at sugar. Right. Um, and there there's certainly some healthy carbs as well. But I wanted to create a product that would really reinvent snacking. And for me, it's like, if I snack during the day in a healthy way, then I won't make this really bad eating decision when it comes down to being famous at a famished at lunch or dinner mm-hmm. or something like that. That's interesting. You know, we we've gotten to interview a handful of people. Someone that sort of comes to mind is Robert Yang. He talks he's a nutritionist in Southern California. He talks a lot about protein, fat and fiber as like mm-hmm. his combination in meals for for feeling satiated, right? Yeah. Like so yeah. that you're not spiking that blood sugar, which is sort of what you're talking about. A lot of mm-hmm. times the carbohydrates can really have the insulin spike, which mm-hmm. leads to more hunger, yeah. right? When you're coming off of that. So to have even a snack or something, if your meal can't, for whatever reason, or your lifestyle can't take you to the next meal, to have something that's going to also not ultimately just create you being more hungry. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that, yeah. It really exacerbates the problem. Which yeah. you're right. Like most... I mean, most protein drinks and bars are sugar, aren't they? And was that kind of when you were like, I need to create my own thing? Because there was, it, it, you know, I think a lot of protein drinks are either full of chemicals, full of sugars, and a lot of times a combination of both. Yeah, totally. I mean, that that's what I saw on the mm. scene. And when I went to her and I said, okay, I got it. Uh, you know, protein, fiber, yeah. low calorie, low sugar. Tell me what to buy. And she says, hey, there's... There's nothing out there, but here's a list of ingredients. You can just mix all these ingredients up every day. Like make your own. Make your own. <laughs> it's so easy. Yeah. And I said, look, I'm not, I'm a busy guy. Yeah. I'm like, I'm not going to do this stuff. Yeah. And, and I went back to her and I said, look, here's this big basket of products. What in here is good? And she, she literally picked everyone apart and says, this one's super high in sugar. Mm-hmm. You know, you've got these juice brands that have protein, you know, added into it. Right. And they've got something like 60 or 70 grams of sugar. Mm. Wow. That's a lot. I'm not yeah. trying to get diabetes yeah. <laughs> yeah. on top of all these other health right. issues. And, you know, she picks apart all these other drinks, artificial sweeteners, um, horrible taste, things like that. And I said, why don't you just help me create a drink? If there's really none out there that you recommend. Yeah. And she's like, who are you again? (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. How hard can this be? This is make a drink. And, uh, yeah. And, and from there, that was really the the start of iconic. 
And uh, the, the high level thought was how can we reinvent snacking in a healthy way and make something that's high in protein and fiber, but low in calories and sugar mm-hmm. and really reposition what is a, a, a really boring, untasty category with protein drinks. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So how long after your like diagnosis from the doctor and then working with, with this woman, she's a dietitian. Yeah. Her name okay. is Molly Kimball. She's Molly a dietitian. Yeah. And how long was that process for you to be like, okay, I'm going to try to clean up my diet, starting to work with her to, to getting to the point where like, I'm going to make my own. And when you started noticing how much better you felt, right. Cause you had all these right. like illness, yeah. you were not like, but you were sick mm-hmm. and your doctors want to prescribe you all these pills. When did you start feeling better? It, it, it's, it's really incredible that it, as soon as you start to, to clean up the food in your mm-hmm. diet, it was re- almost an immediate impact. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's not, you know, it doesn't happen as you're putting it in your mouth <laughs> per se, but, but over the course of a few weeks, you start to see these, these issues you had, uh, start to be resolved. And yeah. then I did a follow-up appointment. I don't I want to say six months, 12 months later, something like that. And, um, everything came back much better. Wow. And I thought, okay, well, food is actually the solution, not the problem. Yeah. It, it's so wild to me too. Sorry. It's like kind of a tangent, but that, you know, your doctors, right? Like the first thing to a 20 something wanted to give you pills instead of being like, Hey, maybe you could try eating a, a different way, right? Like mm-hmm. you had to seek that out on your own. That just, it just really mind boggling. It, it, it really boils my blood. <laughs> it, it's, it's really frustrating. You yeah. know, the, I mean, we don't have to go down this rabbit hole, no. but the first pharmaceutical world and that industry has really turned yeah. the medical community into professional, you know, pill and cream and Drug other things, you know, prescription <laughs> prescribers. Will I was going to say, is that, um, is that like very controversial for me to say? <laughs> Professional drug dealers. (laughs) Well, there's a pill for that. There is. (laughs) Yeah. And I think that's why, right, like, as we get into Iconic Protein, like, the the most important thing we can do is take our food choices into our own hands because we have to be our own health advocate. Oh, that's what I was saying. There's so many doctors that are on the forefront of sort of changing the way they treat and prescribe. Mm -hmm. Um, And we, you know, we just interviewed a wonderful holistic cardiologist, Dr. Joel Kahn, who's really on the forefront of like, I mean, he's such an advocate for plant-based eating, but just doctors who want to practice functional medicine, right. To prevent uh, chronic illness rather Mm -hmm. than having to treat it. Cause they've had to treat it for so many years and are like, maybe if we just work on preventing it, then we don't have to treat all these heart Mm -hmm. attacks or, you know, chronic type two diabetes and cancer and all these things. So there are so many people in the medical community who are making strides towards that. Um, but it's, it's gotta be like a slow uphill battle. Mm -hmm. And I think the more that we as individuals, like you said, can take it into our own hands as, as sort of overwhelming and scary as that can be. And you literally did it by creating your own. (laughs) Yeah, you literally did it. You literally. So yeah, so towards Ali's questions, like from this idea with your dietitian to creating your drink, like what was that process like? Well, I have to be honest, it was a lot more difficult than I thought it would be. (laughs) 
luckily starting it in new orleans there was a, a wealth of um you know we'll call it startup resources uh-huh. uh to get things going mm-hmm. and uh there's a few different uh accelerator and incubator programs down there that really help get this off the ground mm-hmm. or else i don't even know that this would be in existence today uh and it, it started with a community of people that believed in like the cause behind this mm-hmm. and uh, the reason for the creation of the product and that there was a real opportunity in the market as well. Uh, and that's what takes us from, you know, call it a hobby to a business. Right. Yeah. Did you always have an entrepreneurial spark in you or did this spark it? Great question. I would say so. I wasn't self-aware mm-hmm. uh, at that point that, that this was my my journey and where I think I, I was really meant to be. Uh, as a kid, I grew up, my dad is a CPA mm-hmm. and, uh, all of his clients have small businesses. Mm. I started working from the time I was in sixth grade and I realized early on that I wasn't going to be a professional athlete. Uh-huh. Uh, even though I really <laughs> aspired to be that, uh-huh. I realized, you know, I, I can, I'm okay at sports, but this is, this is not my calling. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so that'll be more for fun. And from the time I was in called, you know, sixth grade on every summer, I was working. I really enjoyed it. Money was a bonus, but I enjoyed being productive mm-hmm. and working for these different businesses and learning how they operated. Mm-hmm. And, and, you know, it's people that own real estate, people that ran restaurants, uh, people that ran construction companies, people that ran furniture stores. Uh, and that really became my, re- my reality. And that was a real bonus for me. I didn't realize what an asset that was. Mm-hmm. Uh, but working for different entrepreneurs allows a human being to see that as a reality versus this really distant thing. How would I ever right. create a business? How does that work? You just do it. Right. You know? Yeah. What does that mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's so interesting. So you started in New Orleans and then, so what was the first step that you and Molly mm-hmm. created in a recipe? <laughs> Basically. <laughs> okay. Yeah. We had a, a list of ingredients. I went to her and said, okay, what would your, you know, really perfect protein drink look like? What, what would this be composed of? And it started with finding a bioavailable source of protein that tasted good. So we looked at different options. We looked at different animal-based proteins. We looked at uh, plant proteins. Mm-hmm. And uh, what we found was that there's a higher uh, consistency with, um, you know, just the, we'll call it the mesh count of protein for animal-based proteins. That Like a dairy protein has just been around longer. Mm-hmm. And when I looked at sourcing from the U.S., a lot of people have developed dairy allergies because the dairy in the U.S. is typically not very clean. Mm-hmm. What I mean by that is when you feed cows, you know, things like soybeans and corn and mm-hmm. other you know, yeah. things like that, that's not what a cow is supposed to be eating. And what we found was that we could find a really clean source of dairy in countries like Ireland where the cows range on, you know, they're on free ranges mm-hmm. all day with grass and mm-hmm. there's no pesticides or added hormones and all the, all the products are tested. So it's, you know, places where you get... Uh, you know, Irish butter and things like that. Yeah, that's interesting. I'm glad you brought it up because um, <laughs> I talk a lot about the fact that I, it was in my early 20s, um, developed a really bad skin condition, yeah. mm-hmm. like full blown. I, I didn't have terrible skin, but like full blown cystic acne at like 23. Wow. And I was like, where did this come from? Right. Yeah. And it just messes with like yeah. all aspects of your life. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's painful on top of that. And of course going to the dermatologist and getting prescribed all this sort of like antibiotics and nothing working and all this stuff. 
And then someone looked at, I met this like holistic woman. I don't know if I've ever actually told the full story, but maybe. She was like a witch. She, and like the, I think that that's the No, she did. Like she looked at I was way. in a restaurant. And mm-hmm. normally like if someone came up to you in a restaurant and commented on your skin, mm-hmm. I feel like it would be so sort of like insulting and not yeah, socially. Yeah, so inappropriate. It, yeah. And Allie's a New Yorker. I can't I, imagine you wouldn't be like, what No, the normally fuck? the first, like my natural reaction would have been like, what the fuck? But... <laughs> In that moment, I was just so sort of desperate to solve the problem Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. that I think I was just really open to her. And she was really kind. Mm -hmm. She just was like, honey, she's like, you just have a skin allergy, a dairy allergy. She looked at my skin. She's like, give it up. You'll be fine. And then she, and she walked away. she just floated away. That's what I remember it is like, and then she was gone. (laughs) What a magical, I never got her name, never got like, but anyway, so I gave up dairy. Uh This is a long winded version (laughs) back to what you're going to talk, tell us about. But, um, and within four days, my skin started to clear up. And I quit cold turkey. I was like, I don't know if this lady is full of shit or not, but I'm going to try, right? And my, then my dermatologist was like, oh yeah, none of us eat dairy here in the office. And I was like, could we have started with that? (laughs) Maybe start there versus all the creams. Yeah, Yeah. instead of all the pills. But that being said, I've had experiences in Europe over the last decade where I have tried some cheese or Mm -hmm. butter and it's fine. Mm -hmm. I'm fine. Yeah. So can you speak to a little bit of like, when you decided to source, how did you learn about the way American dairy mm-hmm. is, you know, handled differently than yeah. than European or just like in sourcing internationally has to present its own challenges, I'm sure. Oh, it definitely does. Yeah. And and really it starts with a trip to the farm. Okay. You go to the farm, look at what's going on firsthand, uh, meet the people that are raising these animals. Uh, see if they're being raised humanely mm-hmm. and understand the process behind the the product itself. And what I've found in the U.S. is you can you can definitely find grass-fed, clean products. This is not a blanket statement right. for all U.S. products. But mm-hmm. what we found was it was a very hard to find a source of protein, specifically powder protein, uh, from the U.S. that could substantiate the cows being grass fed mm-hmm. throughout their life mm-hmm. and not having things like added hormones or pesticides or other things like that. We also tested different plant proteins uh, and animal based proteins. And the majority of them came back testing positive for things like pesticides uh, or added hormones. Mm-hmm. And these include organic products as well, which is really disturbing. Yeah. And what I realized was that for us, it was important to go a step beyond organic. And that means going to the farm. That means testing everything and mm-hmm. not just taking someone's word for it. Mm-hmm. And what I found in Ireland specifically is that these cows, uh, they actually have a truly grass-fed certification. So these cows are uh, out on the pasture. Um, they, they rotate them between pasture, pastures. Uh, they're humanely treated. These mm-hmm. are you know family farms. And this, this type of product that comes from this type of cow is much more um, bioavailable and, and able to be processed in the body mm-hmm. as opposed to in the U.S. If you look at a, large, a lot of the supply has some type of contamination or, you know, it's, you know, soybeans or grains right. going into the cows. And like you, I actually had a similar skin issue. And what I found was that grains were driving it, mm-hmm. a high grain diet. And, and again, 
everybody's different. Right. You know, everyone should understand yeah. what goes in their body. And our product is not for everyone. Mm-hmm. You know, right. grains are not for everyone. Yeah. And so it's important to understand everybody's doing these 23 and me's and, and yeah. wants to know like, you know, what's my background? Where am I from? And, and, and that's part of the equation. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Just having that interest in your own sort of like bio individuality, yeah. I guess, and what works for you. Yeah. And that's oftentimes only just done, but through trial and error. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And like you said, we don't know a lot about the way our food is handled. Um, especially in this country. I think that's changing. Mm-hmm. Like I definitely think there's more transparency. Yeah. Um, so you guys made the decision to source from Ireland. We did. Yeah. As a, as a business owner, what, what is that like? I mean, was it, were you just so committed to like the quality of the ingredients that you were like, we're going to source internationally and it's going to be probably more challenging than sourcing domestically, Yeah. yeah. but I'm just committed to it. Well, you know, if, what we found was that even though we're sourcing internationally, um, the the ingredient quality makes that much of a difference. Mm. You know, we could choose to source in the U.S. and say, okay, we'll find things closer, and but we're going to have to sacrifice something. Mm-hmm. We can find a pea protein that is substantially less bio bioavailable, so we have to pack. 40 physical grams in here to get the equivalent of 20 grams of a milk protein, which is going to taste like you're drinking cement mix, Mm -hmm. which no one's actually going to consume and then we're not really doing any good. Right. And, um, you know, this is not to bash all the pea protein lovers out Mm -hmm. there, but just make a smoothie with bananas and blueberries and strawberries and everything else. And it'll taste better. Um, and, and, you know, some of those proteins have come along, uh, you know, over the past few years they've, they've evolved, but these animal proteins, um, there's the supplies you can find are, are much more diverse. Mm. And, uh, for us, Ireland was, was really the right choice. Plus they've got the charming accent. As they well. do. <laughs> Shout out to my Irish family. They listen. We do have some Irish listeners, so I'm sure they're going to be. Yeah. Um, can you talk to us about what else is in your protein as well? And what, you know, people should look for in protein drinks. Cause I think you're right. Like you said earlier, you know, I think a lot of times people think like a protein shake is just for after a workout mm-hmm. or right. Like you have to be like a bodybuilder, but mm-hmm. now you're yeah. saying too, it could be a snack alternative and yeah. it could benefit. So can you talk to us about what else is in your drink and how we should consume it? <laughs> yeah. The first thing I do, and, and I love doing uh, you know, samplings in stores or out mm-hmm. in the market because I'm seeing more people do this where they pick up a product and they turn it over yeah. <laughs> and yeah. they look at the back of the label. And that's the first thing I encourage anyone to do is turn <laughs> it over, look at the back of the label because they'll, you know, they'll taste it and say, okay, there's gotta be a catch here. Right. And they want, they want, it's the, I gotcha moment. I call <laughs> it. And they look at the back and they look at the calories. Okay. 130 check. That's doable. Uh, and they look at the sugar. Okay. Sugar tastes sweet. Gotta be a catch. Only three grams of sugar. That, that was thing. my thing. I was like, only yeah. three grams of sugar. <laughs> yeah. And, and so what you'll find is that, for us, you know, there's no magic number. Right. I just wanted to keep it low. Yeah. And three has really made sense from a taste standpoint. We mm-hmm. really lead on taste. And I know that if it doesn't taste good personally, I'm less likely to consume Absolutely. it. Absolutely. Yeah. So um, we wanted a little bit of sugar in there, but not too much. And in comparison, a lot of these products have, like I said, 30 to 60 grams of sugar, which is a ton. It's crazy. So much. Um, and then, you know, looking at things like fats, there's, we don't have any fat in our product, but some people want fat. Um, and so that's something that some people will look at. They'll look at potassium, sodium, 
the total carbs and you'll subtract out and get the net carbs. Mm -hmm. uh, we've got four grams of fiber, so mm -hmm. that's a good call out I think people should look for. And then looking at the ingredient list, making sure it's ingredients that, you know, it's, it's reasonably short, ingredients you can pronounce. Yes. And, uh, and just kind of understanding like where these things come from. It's all very important. And, and then, you know, looking for things like non-GMO project verified, mm -hmm. um, some type of certifications if you're looking for gluten-free or right. anything like that also make a difference. And you have so many fun flavors. You do. You I was going to say delicious have, like, flavors. Yeah. Um, yeah. Your animal welfare, especially if like there's a lot of people who, even if they're not plant-based and still eat animals, mm -hmm. want to be way more conscious about what, yeah. what type they're consuming. Yeah. So yes. like that's an important thing that I'm sure mm -hmm. people will look for too. I'm glad you just gave that breakdown for iconic protein, but it kind of applies to anything. It yeah. really does. I mean, running through the back of the label for any product, mm -hmm. you know, and, and like I said, our product, it's, it's, I think it's great, you know, obviously yeah. I'm biased, but it's not for everyone. And I would encourage anyone that's that's looking at these types of products to, to definitely look at the back of label and make sure that it checks their boxes. And mm -hmm. the boxes I went through are not for everyone as well. But, um, you know, they're for certain people that want the, you know, that's satiety. You know, right. they want to be full. And that's where the protein and the fiber ratio mm -hmm. is going to come in relative to having a low sugar ratio. Mm -hmm. yeah. So even if you're not working out, this could be like a great, like, afternoon snack at the office yeah, i mean everybody's got the snack drawer right yeah. and it's 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 the dirty little secret right. you know yeah. or the vending machine down the hall right. uh and for us a lot of people our product is a shelf stable it tastes better cold of course but um it does not have to be refrigerated mm -hmm. and there's no preservatives in it it's magic i know i was gonna say crazy. how do you keep it <laughs> that, that's a whole nother yeah. show <laughs> uh, but we make it happen and so, you know, it's something you can throw in the drawer, you can throw it in your bag for the day. Uh, and a lot of people use it as breakfast or something like that. I mean, I came from a place of holding a lot of meetings or just mm -hmm. showing up at yeah. Starbucks in the morning and I have like a coffee with empty calories in it because I've yeah. got creamer and everything else. Right. Or you splurge and get a frappuccino and you then just, you're hungry in 10 minutes yeah. and you just had like 80 grams of sugar. <laughs> I was going to say you start your day with a sugar mom <laughs> and then you're starving. Yeah. 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 And so that's, you know, it's breakfast on the go or a snack is really where we play. So what, what's your favorite flavor? Is that like picking a favorite child? Oh man, I'm not, don't, don't tell them. <laughs> cover, the, cover their ears. For me, it's uh, look it started with the, the classic, which is chocolate. We have mm -hmm. a delicious chocolate truffle flavor um, and we call that our core line. So we've got a core line of chocolate vanilla and we actually crowdsource the third flavor, which is a cafe latte mm -hmm. because people were pouring our vanilla into their coffee wow. as creamer. Mm. So they could get like less a sugar and more protein yeah, to fill, fill them up in their coffee. And so we have got this cafe latte that's got two cups of coffee in it. So 180 milligrams of caffeine. So that can yeah. just be your coffee in the morning. That can be your coffee in the morning. Yeah. Yeah. And then we've got a plus line. So we thought, you know, would it be cool if a protein drink had more functionality? Mm. And then we started looking at different functional ingredients and, I wasn't really sure this was going to take off, but we actually did a, a live market test at Expo West okay. and we tested, I think it was mango, um, a mint chocolate yeah. and then a coconut matcha. Mm -hmm. We were there. I'm trying to remember. I had the coconut matcha. Did mm -hmm. I? I don't remember. Cause you know, I remember, basic, the, but <laughs> love, love, love I matcha. remember the mango too. I remember that, that your crew was telling us the new, yeah. Yeah. The new yeah. Ones. yeah. Yeah. And, and what we found was that coconut matcha was by far and away the winner yeah everybody so wanted it was that. so good and it was it's it's you know matcha can be kind of earthy mm -hmm. and we round it out with some coconut cream mm -hmm. and so that really makes it a really like smooth uh, consistency mm. uh, and so and plus it's got added caffeine from the matcha 
and but it's not the, to the extent of the coffee so yeah. it's around what 70 80 milligrams so you get a, a lighter dose if you still need to afternoon pick me up and then you've got all the health benefits of matcha and, and it well. could even be like a delicious dessert i know my brother who i gave like mm-hmm. i was like you have to drink because he's like a fitness dude and i yeah. always worry about him because he takes like a bunch of crap, like, honestly, because, and I, I do, I were and his doctors are like, oh, it's fine. And I'm like, I don't know if it's fine. So when is I, it? Yeah. Is it? Yeah. so, you know, when I tried your product, I was like, Taylor, you have to try yeah. all this mm-hmm. stuff. Sorry, Taylor, to call you out. Yeah. But he tells me he even will have it like as a dessert. If mm-hmm. he's trying to like stay yeah. within his, like whatever he's doing. Yeah, Cause to, he like, counts yeah. a lot. Well, yeah, yeah he, he does yeah. like Cutting and bulking, and, and, bulking. and he's a bodybuilder. So, but, so many buzzwords, right? The so, macro counting. Yeah. It's so nutty. But I thought that was such a great idea when he was like, yeah. "Y'all yeah, just have a shake, like a chocolate protein yeah. shake for dessert instead of having like mm-hmm. something worse for you, right? Yeah. So to stay in your goal. So I think that is like where protein shakes are going. Is it is like we've talked about so much more than just after the gym. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we encourage people to do food hacking on their own. You know, yeah. it's a lot of people will say, okay, well, I want dessert. I need that sweet treat mm-hmm. at the, after dinner. And I know I could go get a bucket of ice cream, but <laughs> I shouldn't do that every night because there could be some negative consequences. And so finding things to, you know, whether it's making a, a high protein pudding right. or uh, finding a drink or, you know, the right bar or something like that, or just making your own stuff. Uh, it's, it's, you know, there are fun ways to be creative Mm -hmm. and still, you know, have the diet that you want. Hi guys. We want to take a quick moment away from this episode to tell you about today's sponsor, Beekeepers Naturals. Beekeepers Naturals is a wellness company specializing in innovative nutraceuticals made from healing hive compounds and plant-based ingredients. Their mission is to improve people's health naturally and save the bees. Erica and I absolutely love these products and have been using them since December when CEO and founder Carly Stein was featured on the podcast. I use their bee pollen in my smoothies and love the superfood cacao honey. It is so delicious, but my favorite is the bee chill hemp honey. It delivers a powerful 28 milligrams of hemp oil per teaspoon so you can find your bliss. Made with USA-grown hemp, it is non-psychoactive and contains 0% THC. I take it most evenings before bed or when I get home from activities to completely relax and sleep through the night. It also curbs my sweet tooth since it is so delicious. What about you, Allie? Well, if you know me, you know I love the propolis spray more than anything, but I also love the Beelixir Brain Fuel. It's a caffeine-free liquid vial with ingredients like ginkgo biloba and royal jelly that is really great for fighting brain fog and enhancing focus and concentration without the jitters. If you want to try Beekeepers Naturals, you can receive 15% off your order by using the code COURAGEOUSWELLNESS, all one word, at checkout. Or visit beekeepersnaturals.com slash courageouswellness, which you can also find in our show notes. Now, back to the episode. Yeah. No, I think that's really important too, because, um, you know, we're huge fans of the Sakara girls and they're a plant-based company, but they're not vegan. So, um, but they say something that I think is really powerful, which is like joy is also a nutrient. Right. And I really like that because it is about figuring out, like you said, like we have three grams of sugar because taste is important, right? Like we don't want to live these lives where like we forego joy to hit these goals 
it's like, what are those goals about? Right. Yeah. So it's right. about how do we live a healthy, happy, fit, full life mm-hmm. that still tastes good and where yeah. we can still enjoy what we're consuming. Oh, I yeah. think that's I mean, so important. Oh yeah. I think our, for better or worse, our team here in Santa Monica, uh, generally groans when I bring in new things to try <laughs> because I, I, I love just trying new products yeah. in the, you know, we'll call it natural food scene. And, you know, some of the stuff I bring in, they say, oh, this cupcake that's super high in protein and high in fiber and all these other functional ingredients tastes yeah. like you stole the joy from it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And then no one wants to yeah. eat it, even though it oh, seems very funny. healthy. Yeah. And, and so I think having, you know, having the joy remain in food uh, and drinks is, and, is very important. And mm-hmm. that's so much an important part of life. Like, as mm-hmm. you were saying, like, I love, I love to cook. Mm-hmm. Right. And like. The idea of, in a way, actually, when I gave up dairy, it made me become more creative, like with certain things. But you can you can kind of apply that to anything, right? Mm-hmm. Like whatever your dietary sort of choices are, or whatever your goals are, or the way you want to try to eat. In a way, you can then like work within sometimes parameters and still find delicious, tasty. In fact, maybe create even tastier things from that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I like. I mean, and, but the reality is we all live busy lives yeah. and that is something that like, sometimes I'm like, oh yeah, I'm in a food prep and all this stuff and great intention. But like oftentimes like this morning I was running late and I was like on the go and I just barely grabbed my coffee in time. Mm-hmm. So to have something like this that is easy to go and also can fit whatever, especially some people's criteria of what is important for them to take in. Yeah is good it's like you combine those two things the ease Mm -hmm. the convenience of grabbing this but then saying like okay but it fits the criteria of what i want to put in my body Mm -hmm. yeah we find that when we ask people we'll do these customer interviews and say you know what are you looking for in a product and and you know what isn't out there and things like you know a coconut matcha drink or you know a turmeric ginger drink which Mm -hmm. is really a golden milk uh, that has a full functional j- dose of turmeric in it. Um, and the new flavor that we're going to try today uh, <laughs> yeah. that we're launching is something that came up and people said, hey, I love your chocolate and I wish there was another version of it maybe that had some ad- added health benefits. Mm-hmm. And it's not that they were looking for what we have in it specifically, but what we found is that in our lives, uh, and I say our, our team, uh, as well as people that we speak with, a lot of them we find are looking for a greens boost mm-hmm. and they say, I love my greens. I wish I could get more of them. I know mm-hmm. I don't eat enough. Mm-hmm. And we thought, wouldn't it be cool if we could take chocolate, find a way to add health benefits to that chocolate, which is really by going to an unroasted cacao mm-hmm. and then add in organic greens to that. Mm, sounds and good. that is the new flavor drop. Guys, we're going to so try it on, on the podcast. We're going to try it live. So wait, yeah. is this released now or is it about to be released this, this is um as the time at the time of this tasting it is not yet available okay. but it might be while you're listening <laughs> that's correct it should be dropping in the next couple of weeks yeah here, okay. so it is so um, go get yeah. it now <laughs> and i am going to try it because yes. it's irish <laughs> because it's dairy. good sourced yeah. oh i was oh, you know that. that's <laughs> should we toast yeah let's toast cheers. okay cheers to the cacao and greens <laughs> That's it's really so good. good. Do you know what this tastes like? I'm having like childhood flashbacks, but What's in the best of way. 
I know what you're talking about. What is it that called? A little bit like YooHoo. YooHoo. <laughs> I was like, so it's delicious. Yeah. It's but guys, but it's cacao and like and greens. greens. It's not actually oh. YooHoo. It yeah. does taste like YooHoo. Allie, okay. <laughs> yeah, Allie told me this story. Mm-hmm. I, like she doesn't eat dairy. Any, I mean, she's depending on the source, but she's I she's don't dairy, dairy free for yeah. nine years. Yeah, she used to tell me that in college she mm-hmm. would have mac and cheese with a glass of milk. Yeah, but it was like <laughs> organic milk. So I thought, <laughs> but I just think that's like hilarious like, to go. I know. I gave myself a dairy. And now you're yeah. and now you're referencing you who. <laughs> okay, when you the truth comes when out when you're an '80s baby and you grow grew up in the '90s, you <laughs> occasionally. I was never allowed to have that stuff at home too. Yeah. Like we were like fairly healthy, quote uh-huh. unquote, because yeah. no one can see. So it was like, this is really good. It's Sorry. like that junk yeah. food at, that was like at friends' houses, you know, mm-hmm. like the Lucky Charms or the Yoo-Hoo. I was that friend's house. You were the, friend, you were the lucky friend <laughs> in my head, you yeah. know. I was like, oh, we have like the health food store version of that stuff, mm-hmm. which was still probably full of sugar. Yeah. But like, in you know, you, I just thought it was like everybody else was cooler who's like mom mm-hmm. bought Yoo-Hoo. But yeah. I'm so grateful my mom did it. Yeah. But, you know, it was like but that. But this track. is so good. And so it's chocolate and greens. So yeah. it gives so you. So yeah, tell organic, us about the greens. Yeah. So it's organic kale, spinach, and broccoli. Ooh. Yeah. We run through the greens back here oh, in the back. Heck. And then it's a daily serving of vegetables is what that equates to. <laughs> How fun is that? That's what awesome. But it tastes like yeah. a yoo Yeah. That's amazing. <laughs> Drink a yoo Get your veggies, guys. <laughs> wow. That's so good. And where are you available? Where can yeah. people buy you too? Yeah. So you can find us at places like uh, Whole Foods, uh, Safeway, Albertsons, Sprouts, mm. uh, regional grocery stores like you know Wegmans, mm-hmm. H-E-B, uh, and then of course, Amazon, mm-hmm. our friends there, and then mm-hmm. our website, drinkiconic.com. That's so... And I think what's so great about that is it's accessible, right? Like you're mm-hmm. offering right. high quality, healthy f- options to the masses, right? Like, yeah. which right. is something, which is not just at Whole Foods. Yeah. yeah. Do you yeah. know what I mean? Like right. for no, the it, Safeway it's, shoppers. It's and funny. Stuff. And actually, yeah. uh, we just launched, uh, in about half the target stores and that, that That's was a, so great. that was a That's big awesome. milestone for us. Yeah. And what, you know, for us, our goal is really to fundamentally change the human diet for the better. Mm-hmm. And it starts with this product line and, and it really starts with taste because mm-hmm. we know that if we can't create really healthy products in a fun way that are approachable that are tasty mm-hmm. that are really delicious and you can enjoy the the you know that drinking experience then people aren't going to use them or drink them mm-hmm. you know it's, it's like what's the point yeah it's pretty like a simple concept at the end of the day it's like mm-hmm. if it doesn't taste good you know yeah no one's so, gonna consume it so are you always coming up with you know like this is a new flavor you're launching are you guys testing new flavors or always, yeah always. <laughs> we've got <laughs> for for the one flavor that we wind up launching there's probably like five or six more mm. that we tested that we said either we'll hold on this mm. or we just didn't get it quite right because it has for us as a company it has to taste really really good mm-hmm. like a hundred percent of our team has to be like yes we love yeah. this mm. um and you know that that's an important hurdle that I think a lot of companies uh, don't abide by. And that's okay. That's not their brand. For us, uh, our brand Iconic really stands for taking nutrition and making it tasty, Mm -hmm. but maintaining that ingredient integrity. Mm. Do you have, you know, now that you guys have launched and you're accessible nationwide, um, or at least via Amazon, Mm -hmm. um, do you have goals for I'm sure you do, but what are some of your goals for how you would like to grow Iconic? And is it is it going to always be, um, are you going to always have just uh, protein shakes or are you going to, do you have like aspirations to do other types of food? Totally fair question. Okay. 
And for me, it starts with solving problems Mm -hmm. and that can take us down a few different paths. Um, you know, it's funny, we, we try, we're always trying stuff on our own in the office, like I mentioned, and uh, Mariah on our team made a, a grain-free bread mm-hmm. uh, at home and whipped up this new recipe. And I said, man, this is really good. Mm-hmm. And I've never tasted a really good grain-free bread before. Mm-hmm. Maybe Iconic is going to be a bread company. Too. <laughs> <laughs> um, and so not to say we go do that next, but there's a lot of different paths we could go down. And for us, um, you know, this beverage line, it wasn't really planned. I, I didn't say, we're going to start a business doing this right. and, and look at the, the margins are great. And anybody that, that knows anything about running a business, they would probably not get in the beverage because it's very competitive. Mm-hmm. The margins aren't always great. Um, and, but for us, I know that we're solving a problem mm-hmm. and there's a need out there. So there's a lot of different things that we've considered getting into, but we really try and listen to the people that are, are brand loyalists mm-hmm. and ask them, like, what problem do they have that we can solve? Mm-hmm. And what else are they looking for that doesn't exist? And I don't know what that is quite yet, but I do know that um, we'll have some new products coming out in the near cool. future. Yeah. Well, I know it's also a very oversaturated sort of market, but mm-hmm. I still think there are not, there aren't great options in the protein bar. Oh, really? Family. I mean, there are some, yeah. but to me, there's like a few that I would buy. And what do you look for in the bar, in the bar world? Low sugar. Okay. Mm-hmm. Some of them are just, even like the, again, quote unquote air quotes on a podcast, but, mm-hmm. um, like healthier ones that have like really cleaner ingredients, which sometimes I'll eat simple ingredient list. Sometimes the sugar is like 14, 14 grams of bar. That's so really high. high. Yeah. Or even if it's fruit sugar. Or yeah. it just doesn't taste good. Or Because they are good. like the ones that yes. are really good ingredients and low sugar. And you're just like, I'm not going to well, eat it, this. Because like, it messes your teeth <laughs> up. Yeah. I was so dis... I'm not going to like call out anything. I know. There's yeah. one brand that I love the brand. And they created a bar. And I was like super excited about it. And... Unfortunately, I just don't buy it because you can't actually, like when you chew it, uh-huh. you can't get it out of your teeth. Like it, it doesn't. Oh, I know what you're talking about. Mm-hmm. I won't name them either, but okay. I, it, it, feel, it feels about. as though I just ate a box of milk duds. Yeah. yeah. I don't know if everybody like, remembers stuck. that experience yeah. and you just have caramel all over oh, your teeth. And you can't actually like <laughs> swallow it because yeah. it's just stuck you're in your mouth. choking it down yeah. and stuck in your teeth. Which was such yeah. a bummer when I experienced that. Um, yeah, I, had, I was so excited for it when it launched. I was living in Japan at the time, and mm. I even ordered some and shipped them to Japan. Yeah, wow. And <laughs> loyal. They didn't, just sat there. <laughs> it's funny what people will go through mm-hmm. and subject themselves to just so they so they can, you know, hit these nutritional requirements. Mm-hmm. And, and you know, it's good to hear that. And I've considered, I, I have that same pain point in that mm-hmm. bar category. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But my running joke with, you know, retail buyers for the bar category is, hey, I've got a bar idea. Um, it's like going to your banker and saying, yeah. hey, I have a near her restaurant. Every, right. Everybody has one. <laughs> right. right. Yeah. And that's yeah. what I mean. It's completely oversaturated. Like yeah. even the yeah. bar aisles. Yeah. Um, and I guess the idea is ultimately that we want to like eat less bars and more food. Mm-hmm. Right. But yeah. again, there's that lifestyle aspect of like grabbing mm-hmm. something on the go. But even just knowing, like even just talking to you today and learning about Iconic, I didn't even think a shake could be instead of a bar, right? Mm. Like, especially because you don't have to refrigerate these. Right. You can just throw them in your bag. So I think it is, um, it's just trial and error and finding what works for you. Do these work heated? 
They do. Okay. Uh, especially uh, like the coffee works mm-hmm. well, uh, the golden milk, uh, right. and those are traditionally served warm. So right. you can you know take it out of the bottle, pour it in a coffee cup, and warm it up, or put it on the stove. Mm-hmm. And so we, we get a lot of customers that will do that. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, I was just wondering because they they are really delicious cold. But, you know, sometimes if someone wants it as, like, a dessert option, you know, mm-hmm. heating up the chocolate one or Even something Even the chocolate, like that. Yeah, yeah. It can be doing you, – you, it's almost like a hot chocolate. Exactly. Yeah, it's so really yummy. tasty. Um, as somebody who is an entrepreneur and a business owner and so busy, um, you know, something, too, that I think we always ask and, you know, we're so interested in is how do you take care of yourself, too? Like, what does self-care look like for you <laughs> yeah. when you're not – you know, running around, running a company. <laughs> I'd lie if I said it wasn't a challenge. Uh, yeah. For for me, it starts uh, actually with a story when I worked for a company a long, long time ago, and I was ha- really had this this juggle going on of how do I get the work done and how do I see my mm-hmm. friends mm-hmm. and see my family and work out and mm-hmm. it's just too much and working out maybe doesn't happen all the time mm-hmm. and then maybe it happens a few days a week and maybe it happens one day a week uh, one day a week and then you're out of the routine all of a sudden mm-hmm. and there was a guy that I worked with that was in incredible shape had three kids wow seemed like he was a great dad was number one in the company in terms of performance. And I'm thinking, what, what is, is he just not sleeping? (laughs) What what is happening here? And he said, no, I get sleep and I see my family and I see my friends and I get my work done, but I work smarter. Um, and, and what I mean by that is, you know, I figure out what my priorities for the day and I focus on a few of those and I don't listen to the noise. Mm. Uh, so I don't get caught up in email traffic and and I set aside time to take care of myself Mm. and that makes me more productive. Yeah. And I take, and I really learned from that and I thought, wouldn't it be cool if I could reframe my thought on physical wellness, whether it's meditation or going to the gym or going to yoga class or whatever it may be and think of that. Uh, as if it were brushing your teeth. Mm. How many days would you go without brushing your teeth? So true. How many hours would you go? Zero days. <laughs> Zero. No one wants furry teeth. No. <laughs> and and for me, that's how I think of it. And I think uh, I used to feel guilty for for taking time away from the business and mm. those around me to go, you know, to the gym or yoga class or whatever. And I don't anymore. Mm. And, and this has been years in the making, um, but it makes me, I think, a, a better person to be around mm-hmm. and, and a stronger human for it. That's so great. Yeah. That's it, really great advice. Especially for any sort of young entrepreneurs. Well, and everybody's busy. Like, even my friends yeah. who aren't entrepreneurs, like, one of my best friends works at NBC, and her commute is, like, an hour every single day, and she's at that... You know, it's NBC and it's great, but she's still at that desk from like nine to six every single day. And so even if you're not an entrepreneur, I think this is great advice for anybody who's listening. Yeah, that's true. Because there's always like that email to respond to. There's always that, you know. There's always that excuse. It's always going to be there. Yeah. 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 So you might as well carve out that time. Yeah. Yeah. And, and it, it's almost like there's a badge of honor behind, oh, mm-hmm. I put 80 hours in yeah. and I don't have time to work right. out because I've got this and I don't have time yeah. for that. Right. And I feel bad for those people yeah. yeah, because you do have time. It's just not a priority. So right. you should say when I don't have time, I don't prioritize that. It's, I don't, it's, yeah, it's not yeah. a priority. For well, me. that's like the best. Yeah. Someone mm-hmm. taught me that a while ago is instead of saying, I don't have time, replacing that with, this is not a priority. Right. Mm-hmm. And then maybe it's not a priority and yeah, maybe and that's okay. okay. And that's okay. You own that. But 
it's yeah, it's really powerful just to change that change your language. Yeah. 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 Um, is there a book that you could recommend? We ask this to all of our guests. Um, over your, either over the course of your own health journey or the course of your entrepreneurial journey that, and I'm sure there's maybe multiples, a book or an article that you felt was particularly inspiring to you? Yeah, I mean, there's there's one, I mean, there. gosh, there's so many. I feel like I, I try and cram so many books in my head. You know, mm-hmm. I've got physical books um, and then I've got the actual, um, you know, hard copies or no, I've got physical books and I've got audio books, mm-hmm. right? So yeah. I'm, I'm listening to both. Um, or listening to one and reading the other, I should say. For me, it started with the four-hour work week. Mm. All right, a classic. It comes up a lot with yeah, our guests, actually. Yeah. yeah, and although this is not an entirely virtual business that I've set up, mm-hmm. it did get me thinking about you know starting a, a, a you know some type of product business and what that would look like, and mm-hmm. this really you know snowballed quickly into us rolling out to retail stores Mm -hmm. and and being online as well. Um, But I found that to be pretty inspiring. I mean, my my team accuses me of being the the biggest oversimplifier in the world, (laughs) which is probably how I got into starting this company. And I feel as though um, that book may fall into that realm of like, it's totally simple. Just (laughs) do this and do that and do that. Work four hours. (laughs) Yeah. And, uh, but, but it is helpful. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I, I believe that what he, what he wrote about was accurate. Uh, and, you know, I, I don't know that everyone can achieve that, but I thought it was really inspiring uh, to see how someone could lay it out so simply. Mm-hmm. And I've taken lessons from that and applied it to this business. That's oh, awesome. Yeah. Thank you. So where can everyone find you if they want to follow you on the internet or find Iconic Protein online? Yeah. So we're Drink Iconic across the board. It's Drink Iconic website, Instagram, Facebook, uh, all of that. And, uh, you know, you can find us, like I mentioned, in stores like Whole Foods, Target. Uh, We've even launched them from CVS, Mm -hmm. uh, but we've got a store locator on our website. I think we're in now about 8,000 stores. So we're within about 80% of the population of the U.S. Call within a 10-minute drive of them. So it should be around you. Uh, And (laughs) if it's not and you can't find it anywhere, just shoot us a DM on Instagram and we're happy to send you some samples. Oh, so cool. Thank you you so much for joining us. us. Thank you for having me. This has been fun. Thanks for tuning in to another episode of Courageous Wellness. Tune in every Wednesday for a new episode featuring a different guest each week. Subscribe, rate, and write us a nice review. And you can follow us on Instagram at Courageous Wellness. Until next week, I'm Allie. And I'm Erica, and we're Courageous Wellness.